0: Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning, of course, is the triumphal entry of Palm Sunday, Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. And we are familiar with this um, on this Palm Sunday. The triumphal entry, Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. Now when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing loosening the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their coats on it, and he sat on it, and many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before, and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is he, blessed is the kingdom of our father David, that comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Word of God for us this morning. And our message this morning is humble obedience. See, we can all learn from Jesus' Jesus's example. He confronted persons of authority, traveled from town to town, and preached to large crowds. And he did this with humility. By humility, I mean the following. First, Jesus did not limit his compassion to people he knew. He associated with everyone, regardless of the circles they ran in. His caring for others was not limited to family and friends. Second, Jesus did not care what others thought. He was not bound by pride or obsessed with success. He used whatever means he could to get his message across. Third, Jesus made a stand for peace regardless of the cost. We've talked about this before. The people in Jesus' day wanted a hero. They wanted a king, a political hero, to save them from Roman rule. The reference to the house of David means they understood Jesus as royalty, like a Prince Charles. They wanted a big man on campus, a General Patton, a Rambo. But Jesus did not perceive himself in this way. He frequently referred to himself as a humble servant and repeatedly told people not to tell about the miracles he had done. But we humans are obsessed with sensationalism and people who are bigger than life. We want a rescuer, a savior who will come sweep us away from our problems and make everything better. After his triumphal entry that day, notice what happened. There was no party. No coronation banquet, no awards ceremony, no photo opportunities, no prize. At the end of the ride, Jesus and his disciples quietly walked away, went to Bethany and retired for the night. At the very time the crowd wanted to make him a king, Jesus slipped away into the night. And for me, the Palm Sunday event is a lesson in humility and obedience. Jesus paraded among the common people of society. He was kind to the underdogs and outcasts. I often hear people ask the question, why should I help someone who is not going to appreciate my gift? Or why should I be compassionate to those who aren't willing to work or or give my resources to a stranger? Jesus did not distinguish who he helped. Jesus told two disciples to go into a village. There they would find a colt tied to a door. They were to untie the coat and bring it to Jesus. If anyone questioned him, they were to simply say, the Lord needs it. How do you think those disciples felt? How would you feel if Jesus said to you, you'll find a white Lexus with the keys in the ignition at the corner. Bring it to me. I don't know about you, but I would be a bit uncomfortable. And my guess is the disciples were a bit uncomfortable too. But Jesus made it easier. He sent two disciples. He told them what to say. Furthermore, they knew Jesus and they trusted him. They were willing to obey him. They had seen him do wonderful things and did not believe that he would lead them astray. They went to town as ordered and returned with the cult. In this story, we have two accounts of obedience. First, the two disciples brought back the colt. And second, the colt's owner allowed Jesus' claim. The Lord has need of it. That was enough. Perhaps the owner had heard of Jesus. Perhaps he knew Jesus. At any rate, he allowed the disciples to take the colt. The Lord has need of it. That's all he needed to hear. What would our world be like if everyone responded to Jesus like that? Lord, you want me to feed the hungry? No problem. Lord, you want me to invite my neighbor to church? No problem. Lord, you want me to visit the elderly? No problem. On that first Palm Sunday, both the disciples and the cult owners did what Jesus wanted them to do, and that made the difference. Jesus had come to Jerusalem in a final act of triumph to make a statement What he stood for was peace. He wanted everyone to love one another and work together as a community. It was an impossible mission because we know that even with his efforts, the world has not changed its ways. Nevertheless, that didn't keep Jesus from being an advocate for peace. Since the world has become so complex and overwhelmed, we can easily become filled with despair and hopelessness. How can the church make a difference? How can a minority of caring and loving people possibly hold things together? It truly seems like an impossible task. And the only way to meet that challenge is to live as persons of humility and obedience to Christ. Think about the resources that Jesus and his disciples had or didn't have. They had no home, no office, no secretary, no typewriter, no computer, no bank account, no inventory no transportation, no investments, no formal advertising, no library, no tax dollars, no telephone, no internet, no fax machine, no health insurance, no life insurance. And the list goes on. But what they did have was humility. They were willing to love everyone, especially the outcasts. They did some wild and crazy things for the sake of the kingdom of God, and they stood for peace. Being a follower of Jesus is not always glamorous. It's not just delivering speeches in front of masses of people and telling them what to do. There is much more that takes place behind the scenes. It means taking on the impossible mission of keeping the world in check, minimizing evil and spreading love wherever and whenever we can. It means working together as people of all types and ages not running and hiding from the world, but being in the middle of it. It means getting down and dirty, humbling ourselves no matter how large or small our ego may be. But to be persons of humility requires something more profound than just letting our hair down, advocating peace, or being inclusive. Jesus illustrated it by riding a donkey that day on his way to Jerusalem. This was the Son of God entering the city that would soon see him put to death. Jesus knew that was about to happen. Riding on that donkey was a self-fulfilling prophecy, which was symbolic of Jesus' commitment and faith. It meant surrender. He surrendered himself completely into the hands of God. There was no turning back, no denial of who he was, no wrestling with other options. There is no greater lesson of humility than surrender. For when we surrender, we are saying to God that he is in total charge of our lives. We want only what he wants and nothing else. Before the week was over, Jesus did reveal his power, God's power but he did it from a cross. The crowds had expected one thing, but Jesus gave another. They were surprised, dumbfounded, speechless. They did not know what to think, much less what to say. They had reached the end of the story and Jesus was dead. There was nothing left to say, it was over. We, of course, know the rest of the story. Palm Sunday was not the end and neither was Good Friday. Jesus would yet have the last word. The people had shouted, Hosanna, save us. And Jesus would do just that at Easter. As we go through life, we have our Palm Sundays Exciting, joyful, full of hope days. We also have our Good Fridays, those terrible, hopeless days. Wherever we are in our journey, let us remember Jesus' journey. The people shouted, Hosanna, save us. And he did save them. He saves us too. Not always in the way that we expect, but he saves us. That is his gift to us. As we go through this holy week, let us remember Jesus' journey from the cheers of Palm Sunday to the cross of Good Friday. But let us also remember that no matter how exciting or terrible life might seem, Jesus' last word is our salvation. Let us pray. Lord, we humbly come to you this morning. Help us to be obedient to your will this week. In giving you the honor and praise you so richly deserve we thank you for submitting yourself to the Father's glory and will and paying the ultimate price for our sins we give you thanks amen